What does it take to reach your ultimate business goals, your outcomes? Here on the Tactic Podcast, we are your team of like-minded business executives dedicated to motivating and helping you take action, adapt, and grow so you will realize your ultimate potential. Find out what's next from those who are already living it, your peers who have been there and done that with practical, tactical actions that will help you align towards your ultimate outcome, goals and intermediate steps, and the mile markers along the way that will help you get there. Strategy is obviously the way we go about getting things done and planning for getting things done in the future. But if there's one thing that we've learned in uh, 2020, it's that uh, not one size does not fit all with strategy, right? There are some some strategies that are, are for certain types of organizations and some strategies that are for different types. And today in the webinar, we're going to be talking about uh, two specific approaches to strategy, one being a uh, sequential approach to strategy, which is probably the one you're most used to that uh, accounts for, you know, this uh, ah, sequential. So I'll just leave it at that. The other is uh, a more nimble or agile approach to strategy, one that allows for greater adaptation. Not that the sequential one doesn't allow for adaptation. It's just that a, a, a agile strategy not only accounts for it, but it, it plans for it and optimizes to it. And, and with we'll, that, we'll, we'll answer these questions as we go. You'll get it. Yes. Yeah, please do type your questions in the Q&A box if you can, and we'll get to those at the end. Um, it's just the two of us and we're doing this live. So it's, it's going to be uh, very fast this morning. So um, here's our agenda for the day. First thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the problems that all strategic planning has to deal with and what hasn't worked in the past with strategic planning and, and why those problems exist. And out of that, we'll learn the four fundamental causes, uh, for fundamental elements of success for strategic planning. And then we'll look at these two approaches to strategic planning and we'll talk about which one might be right for your company and, and how you can go about deciding that. Just brief introductions, a little bit about us. Most of you probably know John Kaminsky. He has been around One Accord for a long time. He is the currently the managing director and a serial entrepreneur that has been uh, building businesses for 25 years. Uh, I have watched him do strategic planning uh, a couple of different times and uh, very impressed with his approach to that. I love it. It is very structured and detailed and uh, really helps people get a vision of, of where they're headed and the plans to get them there. Um, I also am on the, a couple of different teams with, with John and together we're forming uh, Tactive, which we'll tell you about a little bit during the webinar. You saw the little video at the beginning of the, the webinar here explaining a little bit about what Tactive is, but we'll talk about it towards the end of it this uh, webinar as well. So thanks, Joseph. Uh, and, and Joseph has uh, joined One Accord in this last year. We've had the opportunity to work together. I've been super impressed with uh, Joseph's approach and his ability to uh, to teach and to explain things. Mm -hmm. He introduced me to the agile uh, framework for strategy and execution. And uh, we actually uh, have used that in a client that I've done strategic planning with for uh, a number of years they were attempting some new things. We actually switched them this year from a sequential to an agile approach. And it's interesting that um, there are times and there may be one to switch back uh, back and forth. So Absolutely. we'll 
explain that. But Joseph's written a couple different books about this, uh, and he's done a lot of training and whatnot. So I'm super excited to be working with him, and we're excited today to share with you what we've got. So let's get started and talk a little bit. All right. So statistically, strategic planning doesn't work, right? You, at best case scenario, maybe a third of the time do people achieve their strategic goals. This is borne out lots of different strategy uh, or lots of different statistics that show that. So when we find that out, we say, why? What's the problem? There are a lot of different reasons that strategic planning fails, right? Big ones, there's too many objectives. We try to do too much or we don't have the resources to do it. A big one is around, hey, not everybody's on board. Not everybody's pulling in the same direction. All of these different things that you see here, these are the main reasons that people's uh, plans, that they're unable to uh, achieve them. So when you find out the reasons, then you start plugging in and saying, okay, what do we do about it? So there's this idea, strategy starts with ideas, right? How do we figure out to, how to change that idea into reality? How do we get from strategy to execution? The problem is there's this gap between them, right? There's, it's not just thinking an idea into reality. You have to put together and, and actually do some things. And there's this gap. So what do we do about it? The problem is there's three steps. Well, this isn't the problem. This is the truth. There's three <laughs> steps to doing anything. First, you got to figure out what you want to do. Then you got to figure out how you're going to do it. And then you got to do it. And these are the same three steps, whether you are running a business or cooking dinner, right? It's the to do anything. These are the three things that you do. They're also the same three steps that you have in any project management. So when developing strategic planning uh, and really digging in and learning about it, I dug in and said, best practices of project management, right? That's well-documented. Well, there's a lot of them, but it rolls up into two things. First, you have to have a plan. And that plan, much like a SMART goal, you need to understand the timeline, you need to understand the resources. It has to be the right level of specificity. Some need to be more detailed than others. From the, after the plan, you also have to have focus, right? What does that mean? It means we know our roles and responsibilities. It means that we know how to get back on track when we get distracted by whatever bright, shiny object comes later, which will happen. Those two things, plan and focus, those are best practices of project management. The issue is project management alone doesn't ensure successful achieving of your uh, goals and initiatives. Why is that? Well, if you go and talk to project manager, any project manager, any industry, ask them to define success. On time, on budget, usually in scope. On time, on budget, in scope, that's success for a project manager anywhere, anytime. Rarely do they say, was it a good experience for the team? The master level project managers ask that question. Was this a good experience for the team? There's a third one, the PhD level, the, you know, the doctorate of project managers, they, they really look and say, did we achieve the business objective we set out to achieve? This is a question that's rarely asked. And it was an aha moment for me. It made me realize that too often the project becomes the goal. In other words, we want to increase sales. What are we going to do about it? We're going to have sales training. So we get that sales training. We get it all together and we deliver it on time, on budget, in scope. Ta-da, check that box. We had sales training. We didn't have sales training to have sales training. We had sales training because we wanted to increase sales. So I define success, real success is getting what you want because of what you did. 
If it's not because of what you did, it's just lucky. And I don't consider that success. So real success is getting what you want because of what you did. So the other aspect, it's not just project management. We also look to change management. This is not as well documented, not as well known as, as uh, project management, but there are lots of best practices in change management as well. And they roll up into two things. Number one, alignment. Alignment means that we agree on the goal and whether we, and we have individual motivation and commitment to see that goal through. So if we agree and we are motivated and committed to see it through, we have alignment. And the other thing that we have is good communication. And good communication is clear and consistent. It's regular and it's repetitive. We don't just say something once and expect it, everybody to inherently get it, right? Um, and then most importantly, when we communicate, we have to share the why. Too often, we share the what we're going to do. We tell people how we're going to do it, but we don't give them the why. And we need the why for the alignment for the motivation to, to get the alignment. So this is how we get and, and gap and cover that gap and move from strategy to execution, right? And, and as we talk today about sequential and agile, the differences between them, there's a little bit in the strategic planning process, but it's a lot more about the execution. How are we gonna execute and, and create the reality from the idea. Yeah, create that bridge from idea to reality. Exactly. And so these four things, plan, focus, alignment, and communication, these are the four foundational elements of success. These are the things that you have to have if you're going to be successful. And these are the things that if you talk to people uh, who have successfully achieved their goal, whether it's a sports team or a, or a business team, doesn't matter, you say, these are the four things that they talk about, whether they were successful or whether they failed. If they were successful, we had a plan. Everybody knew their role and pulled their weight. We were all focused on the same thing and aligned towards that goal. We're motivated and committed to see it through. And we had great communication. When they failed, one or more of those things was missing at some point. So these are the four foundational elements of success. They're important in anything that you do, and as we look to, uh, to talk to you about sequential and agile strategic planning process and methods of execution, we focus on making certain that these four things are inherently um, included at every step along the way. Yeah, it was interesting when uh, we were first starting to put this, uh, this class, this webinar together, we went through the, this particular slide and I was like, I'm an agile guy, right? So I'm, I'm been, been in lots of different organizations that plan quickly and move quickly and, and all that. And I, I looked at these four things and I'm like, yeah, those things are exactly the same when you are trying to be nimble. They have slightly different definitions and slightly different depths, right? So the depth of planning in an agile concept is, is different and, and happens in a different way and with different timing, but you still need good planning. Focus, clarity, alignment, and communication absolutely are the uh, identical in an, in an agile context. Um, as a matter of fact, I was thinking when you were talking about uh, communication and alignment, that's a self-reinforcing cycle, right? It, 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 they need each other. You can't have alignment if you don't have clear communication. You can't have focus if you don't have clear communication. And you can't have a plan 
You can't execute against the plan. You can't execute. You can have one, but it's it would be a document in a drawer somewhere if you don't communicate it. So communication kind of wraps all those things together. I and yeah, like I said, when we first brought this up, I was like, mm, I'm not sure I agree. And then I, I was like, no, actually, yeah, with some definition clarity that they're in perfect alignment. So now the question, do we go agile or sequential? Yeah, yeah. So um, I literally last night uh, was was thinking about this presentation at about 11 o'clock at night. And I, I had this analogy come to mind. Uh, and I was thinking about um, how the strategic plan really is the foundation of your execution in the day to day for your business. And if, if it's not laid well, then you're not going to be successful as an organization. You're going to wind up going all hither and thither and yon and not have a focus. Uh, but the, the approach to laying that foundation in an agile context versus a more sequential context is like the difference between laying the foundation for a house, right? Pouring a concrete base and building the foundation for an RV. They're both places that people live. They are, they both need similar, you know, you have to have bathrooms and water and place to sleep. And, but fundamentally they are built differently and for different purposes. In the extreme, now stay with me. This is in the extremes. There are two kinds of work. They're what I call part work and there's artwork, right? They're both work, but in the two extremes, um, yeah, most of us don't live there in those extremes, but we'll, we'll talk about them. Um, part work, for example, is the is like an assembly line. You're putting stuff together, and artwork is exactly what it's called. It's artwork. Um, it's creation of something new, uh, a painting or a sculpture or a piece of art. So extremes. Part work is predictable, and artwork is inherently unpredictable. Part work is all about the assembly of a thing right? It's about putting this phone together and not having extra parts left over. Artwork is about discovery. It's about learning. Part work has a long change horizon, right? If, if you're talking about accounting, for example, the changes in the generally accepted accounting principles are not frequent, <laughs> shall we say, right? There's a long change horizon for them. In artwork, you're constantly changing, right? The painting or the, the piece of work you're working on is always changing. And it changes with your looking, you're, you're observing it and reacting to what's there. And so you're, you're sensing and responding to what has been created. Um, in part work, the outcome that you're looking for is, is clear. And in part work, it is more ambiguous, right? You're not really sure what you're supposed to be coming up with in the end though you have some kind of objective. And that really, in, is a, in, the big one right there. In the, the end, the, this one right here? Well, the, and the, the, when you know what the outcome is supposed to, when you have a clear definition of what that looks like yeah. versus when it's more ambiguous and you know you need to go that direction, but you're not exactly sure how far and what it's gonna look like when you're done. Yeah, no, exactly. You, you like, I know I'm going over here, but I don't know what it's gonna be when I'm done. And then the last one is, you know, in, in part work, the purpose is to deliver. And in artwork, the purpose is to discover. You're discovering something new. 
Um, and so the, the fact is, though, that this is a continuum, right? Those were the extremes, and this is a continuum. So, you know, your company probably resides with some parts of it, you know, our, our part work. There's some things that you do on a regular basis with a cadence that's known, and there are probably some things that are over here on the artwork side of things. Maybe you're developing a new product offering or developing a new service offering for your company. You'll find your company lays somewhere on this continuum. Couple of quick uh, trials. The drive to work. I would love to have you put into the chat whether you think the drive to work is part work or artwork. Everybody go ahead and type it into the chat. Is it part work or artwork? When you drive to work, well, if you were driving to work post-COVID, <laughs> I see part work, I see artwork, I see part work, I see part work. Mostly people are saying part work, up oh, learning. Look at that. Oh man. So oh, yeah, really, it's most of the time it's part work, unless there's an accident, right? Then you got to get. Then it becomes artwork. How do I get around this? Right. <laughs> I loved this picture when I found it. Um, if we learned anything in 2020, it's that nothing is predictable anymore. And you know, your strategic planning is no different than that. Um, 2020 taught us that we need to be more nimble. And the word nimble has, the word pivot has moved out of the world of startups and tech companies and really into the mainstream of business. <laughs> It got to the point actually last year that it's like, I don't want to hear the word pivot again. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. Um, every business has needed to become more nimble. The question is how much more nimble do you need to be? I was, I've, I've watched John do his strategic planning before and I wouldn't normally recommend that somebody do sequential planning, but John's approach to sequential planning has room in it and accounts for the fact that things do change. And so his approach is much more nimble than a lot of strategic planning that I've seen done before. A lot of strategic planning I've seen done before winds up in a binder on a shelf and nobody looks at it. That's and that's not what John does, <laughs> right? That's, he has people that's a big problem. Most of the time you get out of that weekend planning session create the binder and it stays on the shelf until you're planning for next year's strategic planning. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, gotta and, it's gotta breathe. And is there any surprise when you get to the end of that and, Oh, we didn't meet our objectives. <laughs> you didn't look at them. <laughs> All right. Um, so sequential, uh, a purely sequential planning strategy looks something like this. If we're talking about um, we, we, the, we want to lay a foundation and then we want to build the next part of it. And then we want to build the next part of it. And now we're done and we can launch our product line or launch our service offering um, to our customers. It's uh, known as a big bang. Maybe you do it in phases. So you have little, some little bangs along the way, but they're large chunks of work that you introduce to the market as a, as a whole. And a key piece here is that that second and that third row are dependent upon the, row, the, the what came before. We couldn't right. get to that third row without giving without doing the first and the second row. Yeah. An agile approach to strategy says, takes a step back and looks and says, 
these are all the things that my customer wants. And there are some of these things that are of higher value than other things. And what I'm going to do is I'm not going to deliver all of this and then tell my customer because I don't have to. And so what I do then is I look at it and I say, you know what, I'm not going to deliver this product line as a whole. I'm going to deliver to my customer just the headrest and get those all the way through design, testing into production and out to my customers before I work on the next part. And then I'm going to work on the next part. And you know what? When I worked on the first part, I listened to the, the audience and they said, yeah, we want that. We want the, the headrest next. I launched these and I listened to my customers and they actually said, we don't want that. We want something different. We would like, I don't know, new car mats. <laughs> um, and so instead of providing the, the next piece, the interior lighting designs that I was going to do, I provide a completely different product line because that's what my customer said. They said, we want this other thing. And I'm able, because I release these things in whole, I'm able to make that pivot and deliver something that has a higher ROI, right? Than the thing that I was planning on delivering. And again, I listened to them again and they delivered a new thing that has a higher ROI. So the real question then is, you went through that last one real quick, Joseph, and I think it's important in that in this agile, you look at all the different things that you can go into building whatever it is that you're building, and you take those things that are most valuable and you do them first. And then you take the things that are next most valuable and do them next. And sometimes but as you're ready to shift, you always reevaluate and say, okay, are these things that were second most valuable now most valuable or did something else change and so there's something and so that's the agile aspect of evaluating where you're going it works super well in technology software things like that it's always short sprints of what's what are we what should we be spending our time and resources on right now because it's the nearest quickest most valuable thing we can do which is the right option for you and your business so which is the right approach for you is it, is it agile? Is it sequential? And so a way to look at this is, is in a kind of a quadrant area. And if, if the, the one axis here is the knowing of how to do it versus discovering how to do it, uh, that, that's, that's one of the variables. So if you're doing something that you really done it a million times, you know exactly how to how long it's going to take, the materials it's going to take, the techniques you're going to use, right? The other axis here is really the objective. And that kind of gets to what I was saying as well. Is the objective clear? If you know exactly what it is before you start that, that you're going to have to create. As an, as an accountant, I know that I have to create these standard monthly, quarterly, annual reports for my client. This is what they want. Now, in creating those reports, there is some creativity involved and there may be some discovering of how to do it. And in, so for the initial setup of a customer, there's some creativity of what needs to go into this report, but there's some standard reports that are, they're gonna be, you know, P&L and cash flow, what needs to go into them. But the other extreme is, is 
where the outcome is ambiguous. We don't really know exactly what it is our customer wants. And so we iterate on it and we change on it and we figure out what it is our customer really wants. And then we launch that to the market. So in a, a couple examples, one, let's say you wanted, you were in the business of, you were in the clothing business, right? And you wanted to bring your new line, uh, fall, fall line to market. Well, if you've done this and you brought a new fall line to market for several years, you have a general understanding of the process that you need to go through. You may not know exactly what those things are going to look like, but that process you've been through before, it's familiar to you. And you have a clear objective of a fall line and you have, you know, you know, you want shirts and pants and sweaters and jackets and, you know, generally those things that you want in there. That is uh, a situation where a sequential might work really well. Now, uh, on the other side, if you are bringing a new software uh, SaaS product to market and you, you have this killer idea when Concur did, uh, hey, let's put submitting expenses. They, they knew that there were some other things that, um, that could go into that. You know, they knew that they needed to be able to capture the receipts and assign them. And, but they didn't exactly know where it was all going to go. Um, when Facebook came out, it was something very simple and it just morphed. When, when Amazon came out, they knew that they were wanted to sell online. They figured, that, let's start with books. That's pretty predictable. And do, but they had a, a more ambiguous, they knew they wanted to sell more than books. They didn't know that they wanted to fulfill for others and they didn't know anything about AWS, but um, there, there's this constant change. So as we've developed Tactive, that we have a pretty good idea that there's this, uh, a, a need for this online community. We have some ideas of the things that should be in there, but we're waiting to hear back from the market to prioritize. We take those things that we think are most important and we're focused on those first. It's a far more agile discovery of what what this is going to be that kind of gives you a sense of how to figure out where you are on that continuum um, and you're not going to be black or white you're going to be somewhere in the middle of of this um, and the, we use these two al animals right the jaguar is nimble and quick and the eagle can see a long way they yeah. can see what what their objective is and they'll look and then they go after it that's kind of the high level that we have for you of looking at the two different approaches and, and understanding what it, there's an agile approach and then there's a more uh, sequential predictable approach. And, uh, and somebody asked, is there, is there a third way in between? And, you know, th that may be a little bit, the, the sequential process that I use is far more nimble than a traditional sequential process. Yeah. So maybe a little bit in between, but it's um, uh, that, that is really, these are the two main ways that we know of and can share with you. The, so one of my books is called being agile in a waterfall world. And it really kind of talks about that, not from a strategy perspective though, from, it's more of a, from an execution perspective. Um, John and I are both going to be teaching strategy classes here um, in February. And we're going to be teaching one on a sequential approach and one on an agile approach. That's him. Yeah, I'll be teaching the agile one. And we're going to get into like how you actually do all of these things. How do you actually plan for change? 
not plan just for change, like to be prepared for it, but plan to take advantage of it. In, in my case, and in John's, he'll be talking about plan. How do you know when you need to continue doing what you're doing or executable plan? Yeah, his, his will be the, the more executable plan. So they're, they're both four week training classes. Um, they also include a one hour personal consulting with one of us. So, you know, in the agile class, you get a, an hour with me one-on-one um, -on -one outside of the class time. Uh, John will give you an hour of his time. We'll be able to go over your strategy, specifically talk to your pain points. What is it that you're doing? What do you, what do you need? Um, we're keeping the cell groups, the class groups intentionally small so that we can have high interaction with them. Um, we have what we call micro learning modules because we know you are all executives and are crazy busy. And so these micro learning modules are short videos. They'll be like three to five minutes long each. You'll have several of them to consume during that week, but then we'll have a time where we come together for a live group coaching Q and A call where we'll actually be talking about the implementation of what you watched in the videos. So you won't be spending your time in that, in, in the video time with us, in, in the webinar kind of time, getting information, that's a waste of your time and a waste of our time. You will get the best use of our time by asking us questions. So we flip that around and put the information on the videos and allow the time in the, in the, in the small group coaching, the cell coaching to be used for questions and answering. The class is $1,997. Um, also wanted to talk to you, you briefly about Tactive. And Tactive is a membership organization that we're creating, a membership site uh, that has great, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped about what it, what it has. So you'll have access to this, the recordings of our classes, not just the one. So if you take John's class, you will have then, once you're done with that one, you'll also have access to my class for free. And for as long as you're a member, you can go back and watch it. If you're, you know, if you need to go brush up on it again, you can go watch it again. Where if you're, if you're not, if you weren't a member in Tactive, then you wouldn't be able to go back and watch the videos. You just have to look at your notes. Um, Tactive is a vetted group of like-minded uh, business executives, just like you. We are doing these deep dives. You may have seen those already. The deep dives are switching a little bit. Tactive members are going to be able to be on the Zoom call. So you'll be able to interact with us uh, in the Q&A time, where if you're not a member in Tactive, you'll be able to watch the videos and hear what questions the Tactive members ask, but you won't be able to interact as much. You'll also in, in Tactive be able to go back and watch all of the, uh, the deep dives that are there. Um, you'll also have the opportunity as a Tactive member to be on a deep dive. So. You'll have the, the deep dive is where you get two or three one accord tactive consultants and we help you deep dive into whatever it is that is your current most pressing issue. We're also going to have uh, exclusive webinars and guest speakers and theme weeks. Tactive Triage is a bi-weekly live half hour call where you come on and you've prepared us with something and we address your tactical issue that you have right now. So if you're having issues with your sales team or an HR issue or uh, a growth issue or marketing problems, we'll bring the right person from one accord into that call and they'll 
directly answer your questions right there in real time. Um, lots of stuff, ready to use resources, tactic tips, these quick hit videos, uh, discussion forums that we have with other executives. And we're gonna have these trainings. So the training that we're doing right now will be on there. The, we have a leadership training that will be available uh, within about a month. Um, we're gonna have a brand development class, some um, sales we'll training. Continually added. We'll continually, continually be adding courses to it. And so the value, if you add up just the things we were able to put dollar signs to on that comes up to about $14,489. So you look at those two and that's a value of $16,983, which of course is not what you would pay for. <laughs> We wouldn't recommend, wouldn't advise that. But this is that super sweet offer I was telling you at the beginning that we're actually offering it to you for $1,497. So we're trying to get people to get a taste of Tactive. You know, like John said, we're taking an iterative approach. We're taking a nimble approach to founding Tactive. And so we're offering this ridiculous deal. <laughs> it's less than the classes would cost to join Tactive for a month and get the class. So you'd have the, the, the discussion forums are actually in the Tactive forums. So you'll take, be taking the class and watching the Zoom videos and discussing the questions because there will be homework and you know, you're know you supposed to answer questions and discuss stuff in the forums. Um, and so that all of that for just $14.97. So that's the super sweet offer got some questions we want to answer for those that want to stick yes, around. Yes, I'll, I'll stick around and answer the questions, John and I will, and uh, go to bit.ly slash Tactive Agile to sign up for the Agile class, or bit.ly slash Tactive Sequential to sign up for the Sequential class. And we'll be sending an email out as well with those links in it. So, and, and one of the questions asked is, hey, is this an intensive sprint? Because you got to get this done. Um, is it a big commitment in your time? And can you sign up for both classes? Well, the fact is, if you sign up for one class, you can sign up for both classes because you will be in the Tactive community. And yes, you can sign up. You get both both of them for this price if, in fact, you want both of them. Right. How long does it take? We're anticipating uh, the, the, the lessons that we will have. The time is about an hour a week. Um, however, the amount of time that you put into it, if you're actually creating a plan, it's going to take more than an hour a week, right? Yeah. Um, so the the idea of putting a plan together, like my when I work with clients and help them uh, uh, with their strategic planning, we start with a two day offsite for the first month, and then there's homework um, that takes us into the uh, into the following months. But we do strategic planning and we're working with it every single month throughout the year. This is the a, a key piece that when you're do if you want to switch and and be successful uh, at achieving your goals, you don't just do it once and then don't look at it again. You work on it every single month throughout the year. Yeah. And so we'll teach you how to do that. Yep. Yep. In in both classes. Um Somebody asked, how long should it take to build a strategic plan? You, you said that it, it takes some time to get that, that going, but I would also add to that, that's in particular for the first time you're doing strategic planning or the first time you're doing it with these new approaches. Um, the, the following year, it should take less time in that 
in the first year, you're going to be working hard on a mission statement and a vision statement and, you know, coming up with your values. In the second year, you're going to be validating that. Is this still true? Are these still accurate? Right. Let's make sure the vision is updated. We'll have to do that. But mostly, you know, so, so it will con constrict in time. I, I want to say that the agile approach is going to take less time up front, but more time in execution. So people right. think people think agile doesn't take any planning. Fact of the matter is being able to be nimble requires more planning. It's just stretched out and it's distributed among more people. Right. And Joseph, as I've learned from you, when you're doing agile, you're doing work on this every single week. You're bringing teams together and you're meeting every week and adjusting things. Yep. When we do uh, sequential strategic planning, there's that monthly cadence where we come together and track the progress that we've made. And as I said, we'll have a, a couple days the first month and a day the second month and then a, a half a day. And then it's probably two or three hours a month uh, uh, for the rest of the, the year as we're getting ready. So that's that's a difference in the, the time commitments. With sequential, it's a little bit more focused up front. And with Agile, it's more spread out, but it's yep. on a weekly cadence versus a monthly cadence. And as you can imagine, the time is shorter, right? If you're if you're meeting weekly, you're not meeting for several hours about strategy. Right. You're meeting for an hour, 45 minutes, making sure you're on track, making sure your assumptions are still good, making sure there's not something else we should be doing. If there's something else we should be doing, then we assess that, we develop that, and we start going just in time planning on that. So somebody asked about, hey, I've been doing this for years and it's kind of feels yeah. like throwing darts in the wind. And that's true. That's why you need to, to learn one or both of these processes and, and have the discipline so that you turn it from, a pro, from a, an event into a process, right? It's something that needs to live and breathe and needs to be continually worked with as we go through. And, and here's, what, here's what I'll tell you. Um, it's an anonymous attendee. I wish I could directly address your name. Um, if you take an airplane from Seattle International Airport to Hawaii, you think you're flying in a straight line to Hawaii. That's because the strategic plan for that flight is to get your can to Hawaii. 90% of that flight, the plane is off track. And so that it feels like you're throwing darts at a wall and you're missing it is because you are. The fact is the plane, the autopilot continually recorrects, right? It will, it will go for a few minutes and allow itself to get off track because of wind and air pressure and rain and whatever. But then it will re recorrect, go, oh, that's where I'm supposed to be headed and turn and keep going and turn and keep going. So it's this constant zigzag to get to Hawaii, but you get there because you make those quarterly, monthly, weekly check-ins. That's- So, but, you know, somebody asked, um, what's the cost benefit for planning or not? There's Good question. a fast company and they have some vision, but there's no time to really plan. They seem to be doing fine. You are probably inherently operating more at in the in the agile framework you just don't know it you don't know the terminology and whatnot for something like that you're probably i can guarantee you'll be better if you have planning 
if you if you put some structure to it, it will get even better. You're doing fine. You can do even better than that. And the uh, fact is, you you you'd actually be able to reach your objectives faster if you put a little bit more structure around it. You're you're doing fine, which you know that that tells me you're you feel like you're headed towards the right direction. But but if you put some structure around it and and look at a strategic from looked at your your SaaS company from a strategic perspective, you will get to your goal and serve your customers faster because you've got a plan around it. So there are come questions about uh, classes. When do they start? They're going to start the first week of, of February and run for four weeks. And February eighth to March eighth. Okay, February to March eighth. Thank thank you. And then. Um, the number of spots we're doing, somebody wants to know, can they have their whole team join? Um, there's a couple different ways that we could do that. Yes, we'll make spots. Yes. And it may be that we want to create a cell for your team. Or if you're actually, uh, you may want to look at having us do something um, specific and, and unique just for your company. But yes, we can reach out to either of us directly and we can help you figure that out. Um, I'm, I'm reading, reading Ivan's question. Yeah. The agile model. Would you deliver? Yeah. So you're talking about contracting and there, at least I believe, cause you're delivering to a customer, the client and they're delivering. Yeah. So Ivan agile contracting is a whole thing of itself. And what you want to do is fundamentally structure your contract with your customer in a different way so that you're able to explain to them, hey, we're going to be delivering the product that you want or the service that you're trying to get in order of priority that you tell us in order of value to your customer. So one, you can start getting value quickly. But two, you can also make financial trade-off decisions along the way. And we'll structure the contract so that you can do that. So then you as the contractor are able to deliver incrementally and, and iterate on those increments. But also when they decide to change their mind, there's not this whole change order process. There is a, there's a process that allows for that and makes sure that you're getting paid for the work that you're doing appropriately and they're getting the product that's best for their customers. So that's a whole different conversation that I would love to have with you, Ivan. All right. Is, is there a monthly or annual fee? I'm assuming this is, uh, Greg, you're, you're asking about for Tactive. Yes, Tactive is uh, $497 a month and you can quit at any time. You can, you can cancel at any time. Um, we believe that you will get way more than that value out of it. Uh, that, that's the answer to that question. And then somebody wants to know which, which is right for their company uh, or will either one work? And um, we can, if you'd like, we can talk with you individually, you know, reach out to either of us to give us some understanding about your company and, and your situation and we can help you decide. Um, I guess the, the, the right answer to that is there's no one way. One size doesn't fit all. Right. Um, and you may be, uh, you may be a SaaS software company. Likelihood, Agile is probably better for you in that type of a situation. But not always. There could. But be yeah, there may be a situation where you you're just ideally teed up to be a sequential company. So by company type, no. 
but let's talk. Yeah. We're not going to charge you to talk about it. Let's talk. All right. I think that's going to put us Thanks, in Greg. wrap up right on time. Thank you all, all for right. joining today. Uh, we hope to see you soon. Appreciate everyone's time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 